Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to more books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kid-lit TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. This is the first episode in November, so we are diving into a new theme for the month. This month, we'll be exploring nonfiction November. Today, we'll kick things off with a bite-sized deep dive episode answering the question, why does nonfiction reading matter for kids? Today, I'm sharing two big reasons why nonfiction matters. Number one, Reading depends heavily on prior knowledge, and one of the best ways to build prior knowledge is by reading nonfiction. And two, kids love it, and encouraging kids to read what they love makes them lifelong readers. Now, let's take some time to unpack each of these reasons. I will also share some of my favorite researchers and thinkers who have great resources you can explore to really go deeper with each reason. So without further ado, let's do reason number one. Reading depends heavily on prior knowledge, and the best way to build prior knowledge is by reading nonfiction. Let's break this into two parts. First, reading depends heavily on prior knowledge. If you listened to episode 10 of the podcast, which was a deep dive episode on why audiobooks are awesome, then you know I'm a big enough nerd to have a favorite cognitive psychologist, and that psychologist is Daniel Willingham. He is a professor at the University of Virginia, and lucky us, he has lots to teach us on the research findings around the importance of background knowledge in reading comprehension. I'll put links to a few of my favorite articles where he really breaks his findings down for us in the show notes, but I will give you a quick overview here. If you find any nerdy pleasure in what I am about to discuss, you might also enjoy taking the plunge and reading one of Willingham's books, including Raising Kids Who Read and The Reading Mind. So Willingham teaches us that every passage we read omits information. It might omit the meanings of words, the social or cultural context of things in the text, background knowledge about the topic of the text, and so much more. Authors continuously rely on the ability of the reader to bring relevant knowledge to the text in order to make sense of it. As an adult reader, this happens so constantly And you have so much background knowledge that you likely don't even notice that it's happening. But for kids, it makes a huge difference. Let's talk through an example. Willingham shares this one on his blog. Consider this passage. Quote, Dan was so embarrassed. He went to the concert and forgot to turn off his phone. Willingham says, the author has omitted much information that the phone rang, that the ringing was audible to others, that the phone rang at a time when others were enjoying the music. All of this omitted information must be brought to the text by the reader. Otherwise, the passage will be puzzling or only partly understood. 
If you're a teacher, you have likely heard the frame for teaching reading comprehension strategies that says, quote, what you read plus what you know equals making inferences and drawing conclusions. Well, to do this, you need to have the right content in the what you know bucket. Once kids are fluent decoders, the biggest difference in what makes them an effective reader is due to the range of knowledge that they have. And everything they're reading makes assumptions about their background knowledge, which is essential for comprehension of whatever they are reading. When kids are struggling to comprehend, teachers often lean into more strategy instruction when in reality, what the reader needs is actually more knowledge building. So you might be thinking, okay, Chrissy, I've got it. I'm on board. Background knowledge matters. But I thought this episode was about reading nonfiction. So make the connection for me. That brings us to the second half of our reason. One of the best ways to build background knowledge is dun, 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 through reading nonfiction. Freeing kids to read a broad range of nonfiction that matches their interests will build their general background knowledge over time, while adding the double benefit of making their reading lives more satisfying and joyful. This is also an especially great reason to include more regular nonfiction picks in your read aloud rotation or more nonfiction audiobooks. I want to also quickly address one counterclaim that you might have heard lately. Sometimes people say that in the age of Google, it is no longer important to know things, only to be able to locate the knowledge that you need and then apply thinking skills to what you find. To this claim, Willingham asserts, quote, Googling information is not a substitute for knowledge in your head when you are reading. Here are just a few problems with the notion that you can just find whatever you're missing. It is not always obvious what you're missing, and you can't search for something you can't identify. You don't always know that you're missing something in the first place. And stopping reading to go look something up disrupts your reading. The more often you stop, the more likely you are to lose the thread of what you're reading. Then you'll either give up because it's too frustrating or lose the full benefit of learning from it since you can't fully understand it. Willingham concludes, a substantial amount of knowledge needs to be known, not just findable. Moving on to reason number two, why nonfiction matters. Kids love it, and encouraging kids to read what they love makes them lifelong readers. Author Melissa Stewart is a huge advocate for kids' nonfiction, and she brings us several research highlights affirming just how much kids love nonfiction. I will link to sources for these in the show notes, but I will share just a few highlights here. In her article called, Hey Grownups, Kids Really Do Love Nonfiction, she shares the following. In a three-year study published in Teacher Librarian, more than 40% of students in grades one through six opted for nonfiction when given a range of reading choices. 
A different study in the Journal of Literacy Research found that more than 80% of first graders opted for nonfiction when given the chance to choose their own book. And some, some studies have also found that not only are kids more likely to prefer fact over fiction, but they're significantly more likely to select true stories over fiction than adults. I thought that was fascinating. Now, let's stack kids' jubilant enjoyment of nonfiction with the fact that one of the biggest factors in making kids into lifelong readers is the number of positive reading experiences they have early in childhood. Affirming kids as they read what they love, which is quite often nonfiction, has benefit upon benefit. So that concludes today's bite-size deep dive episode. Let's do a quick recap. Reading nonfiction matters for kids because reading nonfiction builds background knowledge and background knowledge is a super engine that speeds and strengthens comprehension, memory of new knowledge, and thinking. And Kids love nonfiction, and encouraging kids to read what they love makes them into lifelong readers. So we really skimmed the surface of some serious research in today's episode. And remember that you can use the show notes to find articles from Daniel Willingham and Melissa Stewart that will help you to dig much deeper into this material if that is something that interests you. If this episode motivated you to read more nonfiction with your kids or expand the nonfiction offerings in your home, classroom, or library collection, good news for us. The nonfiction offerings currently being published for kids are richer and more fabulous than ever. You can come back next week for a book list episode where I will share some of my very favorite recently published nonfiction for kids across categories or come back all month long for more nonfiction content. If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show and want to help spread the word, I would love it if you could share the show with a kid-lit loving friend or share it on social media and tag me so we can connect. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at librarychrissy. You can also follow the show at Book Delight Pod and subscribe to my Kidlet newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. As always, thank you for listening and happy reading. <laughs>